we all at the end of the day we crave we crave that tribe life we crave community we crave you know connection intimacy love and when we allow ourselves to feel that from another person i mean that's where the the trauma you know all those stories that we have it, it really works through the healing of that and we can't go forward anymore in isolation you know so you know if you're on if you're on that journey of like calling in your tribe or even if you have your soul sisters and you're so grateful for them you know be in full realization that together you are stronger and this year is the year to really put those put those words into action and be willing to show up show the fuck up You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm super pumped about this episode you're about to dive into because I have one of my ultimate soul sisters. There's only a few women and people that I have in my life that understand me beyond like the spiritual business world, but really get me as a burner and a festival junkie and someone who just loves what it means to be alive. And to me, music, as I record this, is 444 and the synchronicities all throughout this conversation in particular. It just shows me exactly like someone like Nixie Marie from the I Am Goddess Collective podcast. She's She's my rock and she's one of my best friends and she gets me and sees me and loves me unconditionally and has been such a pivotal part of my healing that I was so excited. She finally got to the Creosote Casita at my house in Joshua Tree and we saw Stevie Nicks before we had this conversation and just so much deep healing and just truth and all the things with this woman and we really go here with you guys on this episode so if you don't know who Nixie is, she's a host of the I Am Goddess Collective podcast, and she's also the CEO and founder of Nixie Dust Cleaning, which is a conscious green cleaning company that really focuses on creating holistic cleaning experience for its clientele. And her passions really lie in creating sustainable solutions and using green technology, aka Mama Gaia like true earth medicine in her business pursuits and with an intuitive understanding of energy, feng shui and space clearing. She's someone who's very knowledgeable about making your life and your home a living sanctuary. And I totally 
know that. And I totally see that. And with the I Am Goddess Collective podcast, she's really here to help modern mystic women create a sacred space for empowerment through modern magic, spiritual activism and reclamation, like really reclaiming your feminine power. So with her inspiration of nature and being her and her partner, they have a boat together and she's always on the seas. Like this woman, she's just such the real deal. And it's really amazing because if you listen to this podcast on iTunes, you can scroll down and see like suggested podcasts and I Am Gladys Collective podcast is the first suggested. And then on hers, Sovereign Society podcast is the first suggested. And like I said, this is such an awesome conversation because we talk about genuine, real sisterhood and how that journey really takes you to not only find yourself, but to implement real change in the world and really take care of the planet and cultivate sustainability and what it means and how it helps your business because everything is interconnected. I can't express this anymore. And for you to be able to express yourself in the relationships you want and through your business, you have to do the deep internal work. This is what I teach you and thrive. And I'm still have the doors open. They're closing February 24th for our Pisces Aries Taurus journey of the 90 day mastermind to really activate your soulful business from the inside out. And this woman has just been such an inspiration for me, such a boss babe. And I love her so much on so many levels. And we talked a lot about, you know, what it takes to really cultivate sisterhood and how as a woman to be there for the men as well, because we can't have one without the other. I truly, she truly believes it too. And we talked a lot about sustainability for the planet and for ourselves and sacred sanctuary and just so many great topics. Like this was such a riff conversation and we just sat, we, we sat in ceremony together doing some hop a just to really become that clear channel to share the message that needed to go through. And both her and I have seen firsthand about, you know, how the spiritual community is evolving and what we want to participate in and where we have that discernment. And this is a woman that I'm grateful is in my inner circle and is doing incredible, rad, like true things, real, real change in the world. And so these are the people that I choose to surround myself with and the people I choose to share in this podcast with you all. So again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and you leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you're watching, you want to watch this episode, you can watch all the episodes on my YouTube channel and you can watch, I'm releasing weekly videos on YouTube as well. And you can watch all of that. So there's so much medicine I'm here to offer you guys because I want you to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today and to do that from doing the deep internal work and being aware of your surroundings and, and through your business. And this conversation is really going to inspire you to go there. So I'm beyond thrilled to talk about sustainable living in all aspects of your life in this episode. So get your tea. If you're enjoying the drive, soak it all in and enjoy. Hello and welcome to, uh, episode of the Sovereign Society podcast, I've been like fucking patient about how to get her to my damn house. Oh, <laughs> so I have my soul sister here. 
My favorite, one of my favorite priestess sisters. Aww. Hello, Nixie Marie is here. Hi. And it's my favorite because if you scroll down on the bottom of my podcast, listeners also tuned in to I Am Goddess Collective podcast. They do. And vice versa. And vice versa. But I think what's so awesome about us is it's the epitome of the Aquarian age of... Hey, we do the same work, and together, when our forces unite, we're going to, like, shake shit up and revolutionize the world together. Mm. And I think, you know, so much of, like, sisterhood, and it's such a loose term lately. It's, like, such a trendy thing. But between Nixie and I, it's not—there's no competition. Mm. It's pure, hey, I see you, you see me. Mm. Let's support each other to the best of our ability. Hey, I have an idea. Nixie, would you like be open to hearing what I have to hear? Or like, hey, Serena, I have this idea. Would you be down? You know, Mm -hmm. and there's just always this openness to express and to be seen and to hear one another and to actually be heard. Mm. Yeah, what I'm kind of hearing through that is uh, what true sisterhood really can look like and what's really possible for us as women. Mm -hmm. I personally, and we've been talking a lot about this today, mm-hmm. yeah. um, sisterhood and trust. And I think that there's a collective wound. I don't think I know that there has been such a collective wound that we've all shared as sisters um, to just feel betrayed, lack mm-hmm. of trust. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of wounding. There's a lot of wounding. But I have to say, you know, initially... In every one of my relationships, I'm always, I always go in a little skeptic Mm -hmm. and a little discerning, Mm -hmm. but I'm always curious Mm -hmm. on where it can go. So you've seen, you know, me go through that with other sisters as well. But I think going back to just the opening of that is um, just realizing that when you allow yourself to be immersed in presence of a sister that is your mirror, that is someone who's here to support you truly and authentically with no hidden agendas, there's so much possible because we, when we are united and this is going to go on a tangent here, but I think that's what 2020 is really about because here we are in 2020. You know, neutral mind, <laughs> neutral mm-hmm. mind, uh, balance, mm-hmm. collaboration. And that to me is what real sisterhood is. And, you know, there's often this meme that I see that goes through social media and it's like, you know, true. So, so fix your sister's crown, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and I, I see that. Like, like true queens fix each other's yeah, crowns or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, are we really doing that? Or are we sitting behind the screens and be jealous, mm-hmm. double tapping or just being like, yeah, girl, yeah, talking. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that you and I are both on that path of really understanding what that really looks like and, and discerning and, you know, having had been betrayed in many, many other relationships. Um, I think that that's where like this, so this specific one, both you and I are very grateful for because we we're on the same path, you know, and, and for all of you guys listening out there, 
We've definitely, um, we have very much crazy synchronicities in the storyline of, of, of Nixie and Sabrina. So I'm honored to be here on the podcast finally and sitting in your beautiful home. Yes. Thanks for coming to the Creosote Casita. And Creosote yeah. is the, is the plant that's about the ancestors. Like Creosote brings mm-hmm. a lot of that ancestral energy. And I do believe that the work that you and I are doing is ancestral clearing to the deepest core, not a surface level area. Mm. Um, cause a lot of like the sisterhood really was strong ancestrally for oh, a long God. time, we you know, like, you know, it was, you know, and I, this, this thought came to my mind actually this week, I was thinking of how we once trusted the feminine so much that we would literally, I mean, men, men included, we would, we would, someone would, a sister would speak and we would listen with so much reverence and so much trust that this woman is channeling a message, a wise woman. She's, you know, maybe she's on her moon cycle, whatever. She has a message to share and we would listen, but due to the suppression, due to patriarchy, we have been silenced and therefore, you know, here we are rising again and saying, hey, I have something to say. And here we are having podcasts. Clearly, both of us have been working on the voice activation part of it. Um, but, you know, for, for you listening today and, and tuning into this conversation, I think that, uh, you know, we're we're creating this storyline, a new storyline that consists of how do we go back to that? How do we go back to listening to the feminine and trusting? It's back to basics of like what true, what it means to be a woman in a way, because that's, you know, women were always supporting each other until Mm -hmm. the patriarchal system. So this is like the, well, we had to betray each other Mm -hmm. in those moments. We had to tell on each other really. And because our lives were threatened, Mm -hmm. our lives were protection, right? We were either going to be burned, hung, whatever. I mean, the stories that I I've learned and educated myself on and how we were killed and destroyed and, and just, just, I mean, thrown into the ditches of being meaningless in a society. Um, it's, it's that trauma is, is with us still today. Oh, well, so I mean, hello, think about it. If you have like, that's why I love Kundalini yoga because the work that you do can heal seven generations before mm-hmm. you and set precedent for the seven generations to come. And if you think back really to those works. seven generations, there's a lot of shit. Right. And how far back does that go for each and every one of us? You know, how many of our lineage, actually came from those burning times. How many of them came from, uh, the Celtic camp? I mean, there's so many, there's so many, but it's in the collective wound. And I think that that's, you know, sisterhood. Yes. It's trending. Yes. It's, um, like the goddess, like all these things that we are constantly seeing. If you, if you've been on this path for a minute and you kind of are seeing those trends, or, you know, it, it's one thing, but then if you're new on the path and you see this, it's new for you. So it's new information, but, you know, we, we often, we get to evolve in, in that way. And I think that, um, you know, when you really get to understand what true sisterhood is, and I mean, like, not the kind that you buy, not the kind that you have to be a prove, member of, be a member of, or <laughs> prove to, yeah. Or be liked only because you have to do this thing. Um, you got to be really careful because I have to say that, I mean, this is something I've wanted to share for a long time, but there's a lot of sisterhoods out there that are not authentic and yeah, true. Yeah, genuine. So what's actually like a marketing ploy 
and what's actually authentic. Mm -hmm. And to me, integrity, authenticity are like the two most important virtues of my life. That's why I don't care about being transparent. Like I think it's important and it's critical because that's where we can see the mirrors of one another and feel um, we're not alone. And even when there's people around you, like not understanding you or like they think you're just like losing it or like fucking going crazy. But then you have people like, no, I see you like being seen, like truly seen Mm -hmm. like warts and all and not by like a pretty Instagram feed or like, like costume design or whatever, like a Mm -hmm. mask of Mm -hmm. a brand. And I can say that I do brand work. Like I understand this, but I think the most successful brands of like who you are comes from that genuine, authentic truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you can't get to those truths until you've done the healing Mm -hmm. straight up. Like that truth is the throat chakra and it's so much of your sat nam. You can't live in your sat nam and that throat chakra starts to get developed around the ages of Saturn return starting. So like 27 ish, you know? So like the way that I see it, it's like 23 to about like 27 is like when the heart's Mm. really being formed. Think about all the revolutionists and like, they're all in their twenties, you know? And then Mm -hmm. as soon as you start going through that Saturn return, it's that path of you speaking your truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And like embodying your truth, but it's hard to also embody if you still have so much trauma of like heartache and that can be from betrayal. It can be Mm -hmm. from death. It can be from, you know, betraying yourself, not just from others, but. Well, here's the thing. Whenever we betray, when someone betrays us, it's, it's a mirror Mm -hmm. most likely, you know, Mm -hmm. there's. If you are, it's a pattern you allowed to be, to be, you accepted because. Right. Yeah. And if you allow, you know, if you hurt someone, you're really just hurting yourself. And when we allow for other people to betray us, we are betraying ourselves. So I think, you know, in the root of conversation of, of the sisterhood wound and the healing of that, you know, and, and the allowing of a woman to betray, you know, it's really just us seeing ourselves to some degree that, uh, you know, we need to see and there's healing in our own path in that. But, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hearing this question pop up from maybe someone that's listening on like, how do we know if we found our true sisterhood or how do we find that, you know, some, some out there who don't have that yet. Um, you know, I, I have to say first and foremost, it definitely takes time to find yourself first and know who you are and know your vibe because it's so true. Your vibe attracts your tribe. I mean, it's just the truth. It's when you, what you put out is what you get. And so that's, I think, and with that, I just want to say, as you start to like really be aware of your vibe in terms of like how you behave, your Mm -hmm. thought patterns, as soon as you start like really embodying your truth and like really integrating your vibe, you'll see members of your tribe fall away. Oh, effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you start to raise your frequency or you just start to become aware no longer a vibrational match for those who are around you. Um, yeah, that's a great point to add. Um, I think too, that once you're clear on that, once you know what you love to do, who you are, what you, you know, loving yourself unconditionally for what you love to do. Like, you know, I think one common thing that Sabrina and I have, we love to, we love to dance. We love to listen to good music. We kind of come from like the past. That's how we found each other. Yeah. We found each other through a festival. 
that we both love. And it's not often I find a lot of women who are like doing the work and down like there's there's a mixed bag sometimes out mm-hmm. there. So I have like but I have a small handful of those yeah. women. Yeah. And my other two soul sisters, Natasha and Mariah, like they get it too. Mm-hmm. And, but they're all women I've met in the festival. And wow, like they do the work. They don't, they're not as active like as you and I are in the spiritual, like, I don't even like, uh, I don't even want to say I'm a spiritual influencer community because I hate that. But like people who are actually stepping up. Uh, you know, in the- I, this is the way I think, I, I think we have to look at it too, is like, we just chose to listen to a call. Yeah. We just chose to say, Hey, you know, when I have this thing that I want to do because I'm getting this call and mine was really to step into my voice and Mm -hmm. that's what it was. And and, and that's my, always been my intention is to just follow the call, follow the breadcrumbs, follow what's being presented. So, and answer it. Yeah. And answer it. So if you feel that, you know, follow the, follow the call when the, when the phone's ringing, answer, pick up, pick up that damn phone. Cause we need that right now. And that's mm-hmm. where I think like a lot of people are hungry for looking for those people that are awake or looking for the guidance mm-hmm. and the people that you search for to teach and to lead, please make sure they're embodying it like mm. truly and not just like a pretty photo shoot with like a good copy on an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. Like when you meet them, you know, you know, and you can tell right away, like this is actually someone in their truth Mm -hmm. and this is someone who's playing a role. And I think that's that's, really important. I think this other part of like finding your sisterhood is like you using your intuition and finding what that, what that feeling is, being able to read people, being able to understand what everyone's intentions are, because not everybody out there has pure intentions. And, and this is where like this whole conversation full circle comes back to trust, Mm -hmm. you know, is like, how, how can we trust really? How can we really deeply trust when there's so much, so many people out there that are not in it for the, in it for the right reasons? Well, I do have to say when we were in Mexico together for the summer solstice and you shared with me, like, you need to take that leap and start working with medicine again. Mm. And you told me like, you need to go on a journey. And I was terrified for fucking seven years. I didn't touch anything in that sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, I was working with mushrooms, but working with, as it's 333 right now, but working with the MDMA, which was the first medicine that really helped me overcome my PTSD and my trauma. And I remember we were driving, like we just drove in, like I was on like no sleep. And you're like, spirit told me you need to let loose. Cause I was, I had so many walls up that I was still hurting so badly. Because the festival, there was parts of the festival community that were just like challenging for me and like a lot of people abusing drugs or medicines Mm -hmm. to escape. And that, that's, that was my intention in the beginning Mm. in a way, like Mm -hmm. I was just trying to find, but then I found an, like that it was an escape, but didn't have the time to integrate the medicine, especially when I was abusing MDMA. Cause I was like every, when I was a music journalist, every weekend I would eat like I would eat a Molly or instead of drink because alcohol has never been. Yeah. It's like so taboo in my culture. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it's like not taboo. It's so natural. I'm so part of it. And it was really healing for me. And I mean, I'm so grateful that this is the year where MDMA is going to be FDA approved for PTSD, you Mm -hmm. know, for vets and things like that. And that's like my prayer is how can I speak my truth about sharing about 
plant medicines or even just like psychedelics in a sense. Cause I still consider MDMA a psychedelic in a form in a way. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. And, uh, but I really thank you for sharing that with me. Cause I could trust you. And I remember like I got triggered. I also then- had no idea about why spirit came to me. Like it was such a clear message and I was like, okay, I'll go give her this thing. Yeah. And (laughs) And then I randomly found you you, on the path. I was like walking to bed and you're like, I was like, no, I'm not doing it tonight. You didn't do it that night. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I need to go to sleep and I need to take care of myself, but I'm open to exploring and Mm -hmm. just like microdosing or whatever. And it ever since then it reignited like it brought me back to something that I was craving for seven years of like trauma that needed to be of like accepting to like open myself up again. Cause I had so many barriers of protection because I was betrayed and like, it was challenging for a really long time. Like, you know, the seven big seven years after I got struck by lightning and had that difficult LSD trip, it was just hard to be. I did my best, of course, but, and I, I made some mistakes along the way. I'm human and thought like I was just getting involved in like the spiritual community, like a couple years before. And I thought this is how you do it. And like the social ladder climbing shit, like not the path. And I knew that. And I was like, well, how else? Like I need to get my medicine out there. And, but how I got my medicine out there was like, I needed to come back home to myself and I needed to be like genuine with myself and like speak about the things that have healed me without fear. Mm -hmm. So even talking about this now is like a huge part of my healing because otherwise I'd be giving, doing a disservice to my path and my journey. So I felt safe with you to go there and to, to embark back on that piece of me that was yearning for love from myself, mm-hmm. not from anyone else, but for myself. I didn't want to prevent myself from experiencing my truth or I was done delaying my purpose and my truth. And I know for damn sure down the line, I will be a leader speaking up about plant medicines because this shit is only going to continue to show up in this decade. Think about Oakland decriminalizing plant medicines. Think about Colorado decriminalizing psilocybin. Powerful, powerful tools that have helped me overcome trauma, PTSD, depression. Mm. So thank you for giving me that invitation to allow myself to embody my truth unapologetically because there was so much fear for a long time of stigmas or like legality, things like that. But I mean, shit, like think about it was like all the being a woman and to vote and things like that or being a person of color and like having to sit in the back of the bus or like only can drink from like non-white water wells or Mm. something like that. Sometimes there needs to be that form of rebellion when things aren't working. And that's why like people like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who's on a mission in Congress to, to shift the plant medicine conversation and to start bringing more of this awareness. And that's where my path is going more politically 
And so I thank you again for listening to that and giving me that invitation and for holding space because there was a time where I was under the influence, I was under the medicine of the MDMA and I had a fucking trigger come up and you came up to me and you're like, oh, something's wrong. And I just like cried in your arms. And then the rest of the day I had like the best time because I was Mm -hmm. like back coming home to me. I needed that, that holding Mm -hmm. that I yearned for, for so long or didn't feel safe to go there. So I think from that moment, there was like a deeper love and appreciation for you that that was formed and really activated. Mm. So I thank you Mm. for being there for me during a time where it was like a a piece of healing that I was waiting for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that to me is what a sister does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think you, you said something there, like you came back home to yourself to some degree. Yeah. And, um, I think that that's what like I've, I have now been shown by other sisters that have shown them like how to be a sister to someone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having my podcast really rooted in female empowerment, I'm like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. How do I show up? Not just on the podcast. You give me that invitation, but like, how do I show up like that and be the example and be, be that for others. Now that doesn't happen with everyone because I can't, you know, I can't give out, I can be an example and we can all be examples for the change we wish to see, but that doesn't mean like everybody gets a piece of, 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 your heart. You know, I think that that's where this trust thing, this discernment, this betrayal, like all that comes back into how we really open ourselves up to another person and say, you know what, like you're rad. I want to, I want to be in that, that relationship with you. And here's what I stand for, because I just have stronger boundaries now with, with women and with people out there. But I think that that's when you really, really take a stand for somebody when you, I I mean, I learned a lot about that when I took a leadership training program and I learned about what it really meant to take a stand for somebody and how powerful that was Mm -hmm. to actually, and and really what, what I learned from that I took away was it's seeing someone for their highest, like beyond who, how they're showing up right in that moment. Like whether, you know, we show up angry, sad, whatever emotion might be showing up that is in the way of who we really are. When I see beyond that, that's who I'm speaking to when I'm taking a stand for somebody is speaking to their highest. And so with that skill set and being able to learn that and see that, you know, that's the, that's the thing that I really stand for. And that's the thing that I, in my work that I do and want to see happen with so many other women, men, whoever is, is willing and wanting and yearning for that level of depth. Mm-hmm. I think that the more that we take a stand for others and, and with our intention, of course, being 1000% pure is a world where we're going to see a lot more change happen. Yes. It has to start with us. Right. It has to. And I think like growing up as one of the boys is because even when I was younger, I knew like, I didn't have the women I knew I was capable of having in my life. Mm -hmm. It's been really interesting for me because I've been hosting this like 40 day meditation. It's been all centered around like getting out of your own way. And I'm obviously doing it with the women that are, and men that are, part of this journey and all of it's a lot of removing childhood anger and 
there was a lot of anger growing up of like, why don't I have like the women I know I'm worthy of? And of course it took patience and it took me understanding myself and all those things. And it's given me an opportunity to just trust that the people will come into your life at the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it takes, it takes time to really, um, work on, like do the inner work in knowing that this relationships, the relationships that you're calling forth, you're actually being it because, you know, this goes the same. I mean, we're kind of on the sisterhood game here, but there, this goes without saying that a relationship with a partner, whether that be male or female, you know, whatever floats your boat. I mean, you've got to, you've got to do the work regardless. So, you know, it's, it's like, if you're on this path, you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're, you know, followed Sabrina for a while doing the work and, uh, what that really will show you. And I'm sure you are witnessing and seeing it happen before your eyes is your relationships get solid and stronger and, and you see yourself show up through these people. And and it's okay if they're smaller too. Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, this is, this is powerful, you know, to see the types of people you start to call in and the impact they're making. Cause you're wanting to make an impact or et cetera. But, you know, I think we all, at the end of the day, we crave, we crave that tribe life. We crave community. We crave, you know, connection, intimacy, love. And when we allow ourselves to feel that from another person, I mean, that's where the the trauma, you know, all those stories that we have, it, it really works through the healing of that. And we can't go forward anymore in isolation, you know? So, you know, if you're on, if you're on that journey of like calling in your tribe, or even if you have your soul sisters and you're so grateful for them, you know, be in full realization that together you are stronger and this year is the year to really put those, put those words into action and be willing to show up, show the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show up. How do you expect someone to find you if you're not putting yourself out there? Cause it's crazy. Well, like, yeah, it's like, it's like the dating world. It's like you say, Oh, I want to find my, my dream partner, but you never leave the house. You don't need, you're not even on a dating network. Like you're not doing anything to allow for that to come forth. You know, you can't just what the mailman's going to knock on your door and be like, take me, take all my packages. Like what? No. I mean, maybe. Yes, maybe. But crazy, crazy synchronicity. That would be cool. (laughs) Any of you guys have one of those stories? I'd love to hear it. How you fucked the mailman. And now you guys are soulmates. Forever. Let me show you my package. Yeah, but... (laughs) No, but it's, it's, you know, and like I said, like what I love about our relationship is that, well, you're a Sag, I'm a Gemini. So there's already that the opposite or the, that opposite. And there's so much I learned from you, mm-hmm. you know, of like the person I want to aspire to be. And, and I hope I do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's pretty mutual. Yeah. And we also are like, we have, we understand like we're both burners and we live by the ethos of burning man and the self-reliance and the, the collaboration and the involvement. Like we truly live the principles of getting involved, getting your hands fucking dirty. That's my favorite part. Yeah. 
I love that part. And I, you know what? I recognize when another woman is willing to get their hands dirty to do whatever it takes to see the results of whatever is calling them forth. And that's what I see in you. And the people that I invite into my space now, that's pretty much what, what I see. That's mm-hmm. what I it's need. It's a non-negotiable yeah, for me too. It's like, if you're not willing to get your hands dirty, you want someone else to get do the dirty work for you. That's not sustainable. Good luck Mm-mm. with that. You and know? then there's no depth in that. I think those, yeah. that the getting your hands dirty and especially like, I don't know, my favorite, I love like the burn in a way because people who can't handle it, I feel like the burn pushes you out. <laughs> the, well, the truthful surface, like even in relationships, yeah. you know, if you are rocky in a relationship, the burn will always show you wh- whether you're going to be together. It'll speed up the process mm-hmm. and it'll show you what, what you're capable of it's and not what for you're, the faint you're not capable of. Yeah. I don't often, it's funny. I don't talk about the burn a lot mm-hmm. um, on podcasts or anything. I haven't really shared a lot of my experiences because it's like a sacred thing for me. Mm-hmm. But when it, when it's like rooted in what it really has created for me has just been that, um, participation aspect of it, of being the one who create, cause it's not somewhere where you go experience it. There's a difference. And this is what my, my burner sister always reminds me is that there's a difference between someone who just attends burning man and, and actually participates. participates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that's a mirror for how we need to be in life. Like, are we participating in life or are uh. we just... Are we just there to be there and be like, seen? I just think last night, Nixie and I saw Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> That's why I came out here, you guys. To yeah. see Stevie. Yeah, she the came legend. to see Stevie. I had to get Stevie Nicks to be to come out to for Nixie to finally well, come. I'm just kidding. It was a good, it was a good <laughs> play. I don't know. But uh, when, we, when the lights came on, mm-hmm. trash all over the oh, floor. Yeah, don't get me started on that one. Livid. Actually, I, I, I'll rip on this. Yes. Yeah. Live it. Go on. I was pissed because here, okay, here I am, you know, I've been through many layers in my spiritual process, awakening, coming into my own. And now my, my, my real reality, my awareness is, is communing. I live in Topanga and nature. So I hear a lot of her messages all the time. And I've always had, I mean, since day one connection to nature, she's always been my greatest teacher. I spent my days out in the, my backyard. I was never inside. I never like people ask me, did you see that movie? Like to this day, I'm like, no, I never saw that movie. I just never watched TV. It was never my thing. And that is, that is lost in our society today. And, and I'm on a mission now to really bring that back, bring our primal essence back. Because when I saw that, I saw, this is the epitome of our society right now. This is exactly why we're where we are is because we think that, and I once thought this too. So I have no, you know, I, I'm, I'm 1000% know what this is like. Cause it took us another soul sister to enlighten me on this, but we have no sense of taking responsibility for our own actions. We just throw the trash on the ground. I mean, I should have taken a picture of this and written a blog article. I don't know, but it's, it's she the was fact too heated that in the moment. I was, I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Cause I've not, I haven't seen something like that. We go to festivals that is all about leave no trace, radical self-reliance and, you know, taking responsibility. And if you leave a trace, like you're going to be, and you know, mind <laughs> you, majority of the people that were there were like in their sixties, like it was like, it was just old, interesting older, older because I would have put that path. I mean, I just wouldn't have expected that at a Stevie Nicks kind of concert, but to see that was just like, this is why we have no more recycling going on right now in the world. This is why we're where we are with our climate because we won't freaking take out our own trash. 
we won't pick like why you, you know, this is funny because I was just in Thailand and my uh, boyfriend and I were like thinking, okay, we're walking through the streets. I had just eaten something and I have trash now. And I said, where do I put the trash? There's no trash cans ever, anywhere. He said, it's not really their thing in China. Now we're not in, you know, we were in Asia, but he said in China, they take their trash home with them. They take a bag out and they take their trash with them home. Like whatever trash they have, they take responsibility for it. Whether everyone in China practices that or not, I don't know. But it's, I think it's more of a Chinese principle, philosophy, way of life is leave no trace. Like we are here to, to experience the planet and its beautiful essence, but we're destroying it by that. And and yes, someone's going to come pick it up. We watch these guys come out with blowers after that and they're blowing all and the rakes. trash and rakes and stuff. But it's just like, why would we even rely on another human being to pick up our own shit? You yeah, know, I picked and, up a cigarette, butt on the floor that was still lit because I was like, yeah. And, and this is where it's just like responsibility in your life. Guess what? How we do one thing is how we do all things in life. If you're leaving trash on the ground for someone else to pick up your shit, how else is that showing up in your life? Where else is it showing up? It's somewhere. I invite you to dive deep. So and I've been there, you know, took again a soul sister to say to me once, you know, what it told me what, what she told me, which totally worked was the more trash I pick up in the world, the more fairies I will see. Mm. And so I, of course, was like, and I wasn't really into magic yet. I hadn't quite had my awakening. So I wasn't really, but it somehow worked. And I, it actually didn't work right away. It took me a little bit of months, kind of like your friend just barged in with her whole spiritual awakening and like things landed now that they don't, they didn't before. I mean, that's how it was. It was like, I didn't, even know or think about that stuff. I just didn't care. And she was like, do you even give a shit at all about our planet? And I was like, no, but this is because I was hurting you guys. Like I was hurting. So this there is again, was no awareness. Why going back to the inner work is the work because this is it. And, and I was actually on my way here listening to another podcast called climate one. I'm, you know, clearly deep in this, in this whole like environmental, how can we make a change? This really feels like my message now. And this this person on the show, he's saying how the biggest thing that we've neglected aside from the environment, because it's clear, you know, through polit for politicians, the whole like, you know, governmental systems, we've neglected the environment. I think that's clear now based on the results of, clim of the think. climate crisis. Yeah. But the biggest thing, he said, the greater thing that we've neglected, and this was hard for me to swallow for a minute here, was the human, the American human mind that we've neglected that more than we have neglected the environment. And due to the neglection of our human mind, we've then, we've then therefore manifested this, this environment that has wrecked havoc on, you know, our lives, the environment, mother earth. And this is why, I mean, full circle, everything comes back to the inner world creates the outer. This is my work. This is what I do. I work with homes. I work with, let's create a space, sacred space environment that feels like you are thriving, but that can't happen. Cause I could sit, I could sit here with you and go, okay, you've got clutter. You've got all this stuff. You've got X, Y, Z. We can't even get rid of that shit until we look at your mindset. We can't look at the, we have to look at the trauma, the root of the problem. Yeah, before think of we all just the hoarders try shows. to clear, clear the, clear the exterior. So as we try to clean up our environment, we have to look inside. Mm -hmm. So it's a hot, it's a conversation. It's a big one. And I mean, that's like, I, th and I, that's why I brought up Burning Man too, is because in festivals, I'm so grateful I have a community of people that are very aware of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
We care that much. Like yeah. there's people called the trash warriors. I yeah, mean, the trash pirates. Trash yeah. pirates, whatever they're called. But <laughs> I've had I've had them on the podcast before. Oh, I, cool. I filmed uh, Moon and Sophie at Desert Hearts in the dumpster. Great. And it was great. Perfect. Talking about it. I yeah. at the time, like I I was sober at the festival and just finished teaching a Kundalini yoga class. And I was like, I need to showcase this and share this conversation because it's important. So it's in the show notes on this website, on this episode, whatever. <laughs> I can't even think right now. Cause I'm just like, I'm just, I was just so disappointed leaving and then mm-hmm. running into like childhood friends mm. that I haven't talked to in like seven years. And then being like, oh, someone's going to take care of it. Like, motherfuckers. Like, that's the thing, though, is like, <laughs> we're going to get to a point where there's nobody that can take care of what we've created. But so, I just pray that, like, our generation is a little more aware of it, that essentially, like, those other, gener- the older generations will <laughs> just, it needs to be acted now because we yeah. only have so much time with the planet. Well, and here's the other aspect of it, you know, going back to sisterhood, it's like, if you're listening to this right now and you feel a little spark come in, like, oh, I could do better. You know, none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm just starting this really rooting this journey into my own like lifestyle and how I can make changes. But if you're listening and you have a friend who does stuff like that, like just say something, educate them, educate them, tell them to listen to this podcast. I don't know. Just get the message out. I That's think, how we support you know what each I other. think would be a really great gift that you guys should start doing, like start buying like reusable fork sets and give them as gifts to people mm-hmm. or like a reusable cup and give them as gifts. Because yeah. for me, I have my reusable water bottle. With That's me. a no, non-negotiable. I don't know how why people buy water bottles anymore. Yeah. Well, we had to last night for a water at a festival, which that sucked. Stuff, yeah. But that's like, why don't we have... Refill stations. Refill stations. Yeah, because they were taking away... I mean, a lot of places take floor. away people's water bottles and stuff. Right, like, which is idiocracy. Yeah. I know. It's insane. So, I because like, I, we had a little bit... Of, we had like water in a glass bottle mm-hmm. and we had a little bit left and I'm like, we're just going to take the one that has Which like... obviously I get. They don't want people sneaking in stuff, yeah. but okay, maybe we open the cap and smell it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I know. They want to make money off that water. Right. Selling water for like $6 but that's, a bottle. that's again where it comes back down to money, mm-hmm. greed is the root of what's happening. Like it just goes back to this upper... The upper triangle, upper triangle yeah, that's what I was teaching you like, about earlier. Yeah, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we're not looking at this as a pro. Like, if we really cared, and maybe you're out there in a position of making change, maybe you're an event planner, maybe you're this or et cetera. That's what we've got to do. It's just like, okay, no more of this. Mm -hmm. And how can we get around it? How can we make the change? Because we're here to create a new paradigm, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. We cannot keep going the same way we've been going. You need to use your voice to speak up. That's why like having this conversation, we were going back and forth like, do we want to record this? And and then I'm like, no, I want to. Like there's something that's coming through that... Mm -hmm. If this is a way that I can help start start a new year and a new decade by educating about sustainability and, hey, this is the Aquarian age. This is a time of cooperation. Let's cooperate one, with together mm-hmm. and implement that change. Ask for that change. Use your voice to say, I want this change and I want to see it. You know, like think like thinking about the people who got rid of like plastic plastic bags. I think you can't buy plastic water bottles in San Francisco anymore, mm. you know, like 
Yeah. And, and plastic straws are really banned ar- ar- mm-hmm. everywhere now. So just, I mean, just these little things are already making so much change, but at the same time, we still have so, so much, much work, work to, do. to do. And again, the physical, we could be like, yeah, I don't, I don't use plastic straws. I don't use plastic water bottles, but then inside you're a mess and you still got all this shit that you haven't worked through. Mm. That's cool. Exterior. Because the thing. time, the time you do more of the inner work, it's going to create a ripple effect effect into mm. your outer reality. Right. right. So, because so, that stuff again is not sustainable until you do the work. Mm-hmm. Mind. I mean, we cannot we cannot neglect the human mind anymore. And it, and it's funny because he's you know highlighting the human American mind, mm. American human mind. I oh, mean, yeah. we just we're over consuming. We're this. We're that. We're this. I mean, we tried to sell our trash to China and they and our recycling to China, and they said no more. Well, we've been doing that. Yeah, but like now, we're not taking responsibility for our shit. And you know why? Because we wouldn't clean out the, you know, and I used to not do this. I actually didn't know. But this is where like lack of information too is another conversation because we need to be informed how to properly recycle. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't informed that. Yeah, you have to later, rinse out. Got to rinse out your shit. You, you can't put anything with a plastic film. Like there's a whole guide. Maybe we can put one up in the show notes for people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's us that we didn't take responsibility. So now we're we're paying the price. Everything's going to landfill right now. Now there are people who are in office and everything that they're trying to find a solution, but I, I still recycle because I feel better about knowing this might end up somewhere. But, you know, even with compost, composting is like another big thing that we can be all doing. Cause compost, if you, I just learned this, that if you have all this waste from your veggies, food, whatever food waste, if it's wrapped in a plastic bag, it actually creates, um, mono, uh, gosh, um, it creates a, a gas into the air. That's um, actually like monoxide something like that. The, mm-hmm. I can't remember the term guys. Sorry about this, but it creates this, this carbon oxide in the air. That is actually what's a big cause of the, the problem with the climate crisis. I mean, think about Trader so, Joe's, think about Trader Joe's, how mm-hmm. all those people protest about Trader Joe's and everything's wrapped in plastic. Well, it's, they're starting to make changes that you can't even go into. Like, they have a sign on their, on their like doors at Trader Joe's, like no camera equipment allowed because people were going into Trader Joe's and filming what was going on, like Greenpeace and all of them, like all these protesters. I love Greenpeace. I donate to them. Yeah. They were going, <laughs> yeah. they were going in to expose like, mm-hmm. why, why does this thing? That's why I, I shop for my produce at farmer's markets. Yeah. Because one, you can, you can taste the love going into yeah. the food. Yeah. It's not wrapped in plastic. It's locally sourced. Mm-hmm. And you meet the people that are like, they grow your food. They're like, you're supporting yeah, I, grew, families. I grew this avocado yesterday. I gave yeah. it some love. You're like, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, just these small changes, like mm-hmm. making that choice to go to the farmer's market. Or- That's how you become a sister to the planet. There you go. Like, how do you expect to really be in like sisterhood and relationships like it's all that's why i call it a solistic experience it's all interconnected mm-hmm. there's a, it's all holistically inter, interwoven yeah so are you actually like giving a shit about the planet and how does that are you actually giving a shit about the relationships in your life because if you give a shit about the relationships with your life if you give a shit about the planet if you give a shit about the people who listen to your information whatever that's going to create the true ripple effect for change. Mm-hmm. Well, it all starts again with us, but I think that you just kind of nailed it. There is 
be the sister for the planet, be a sister for your sister, like show up, mm-hmm. be, and be, be a an sister example. for a brother too, because yeah, brothers. this is the thing we, we were talking today. Like I, like, I know as we recorded, it's the women's March and stuff today, which is, oh yes, it is, which is fantastic. <sighs> but being one of the boys growing up, there's so much of that toxicity that they're really working on, especially the men that are our generation. They, a lot of them really want to make change. Yeah. And they actually want to be in the sister circles. Yeah. They're like, and you, you can make it like, you know, all inclusive, all inclusive. We want to come. And, and I think, however, I will say, and I stand strong on this is, is there are certain times where all women, women need totally. to be together. Totally. But I think the more that we are moving in this, this direction of, you know what I think really needs to be more of, I think there needs to be more men's men coming together. Oh, men's but, groups. But, for but sure. you know, we're, we're kind of leading that pack a little bit. Showing we let them, them know what's possible. Sh- showing them what's possible. Mm-hmm. But when, when you see brotherhood come together, they have their own work to do that we can't even facilitate Mm-mm. them with. Mm-mm. You know, there's there's some serious like manpower. Bright, and I love seeing it. It is really I, I did this workshop once and it was really intense. They had uh, the exercise was women got to express their femininity to men and men got to express their primal essence to women. And I swear to God, there was when we were in there like pul- our yonis were like pulsating and I like, love that. like vibrating. And I think there was a couple that maybe had full orgasms. They were doing this primal warrior like dance yeah i think it's on youtube or something and the energy that they were putting out was so powerful i'm feeling it right now like it was so incredibly powerful it it was like wow this is this is true masculinity mm-hmm. you know and that that right there i mean more of that please mm-hmm. more of men tapping into their true masculinity of using their power for not distortion, you know, penetration in like, like, Oh God, like action, sex, you know, there's just so much more to this masculine culture than what we've seen, but we're coming together. I mean, divine dance of that. And I think as we support the men and allow them and hold space for them and teach them, you know, that's, that's also like you, you know, sister for a brother. It's, mm-hmm. it's real. It's just to me, it's like I said, the first time I did ayahuasca, the last message the grandmother showed me was like, don't forget about the men. And then right after that, I was Luke story messaged me was like, yo, would you want a cosmic dude on your podcast? I was still a sovereign goddess podcast then. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. And ever since I had that, if there was, that felt more balanced. I definitely felt like, oh yeah, this is this is how I can be really all inclusive for change. Because I don't believe the future is female. I believe the future is all inclusive, and you know, I think that's the most critical thing. We have so much of the trans movement happening too, and we need to bring in all people, the planet as well, because this is how we're going to really revolutionize and change things. If it's all right. women, it's imbalanced, and the pendulum is going to swing. But it already what it already has swung in the matriarchal way, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it has swung so far to the left, so, so far to the right. And now we really get to actively work on how do we get it right Neutrality. in that juicy middle. And I think that's what this year is about. The middle point. Yes. 2020. It's, 2020. It's, it's, it's crystal vision. It's the in Kundalini yoga. It's a four year. It's the neutral mind where you can see both sides of the coin to recognize it's a coin. You can't have life without that male. You need that sperm. Sorry. Like that's mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. 
That's fact. Even if you're a same sex couple and you want to have a kid, you need to ask one of your your homeboys or you go to a bank and get sperm. You still need that mm-hmm. component to create. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that. And even in our own cult in business aspect, having the structure, structure is the masculine mm-hmm. for allow that feminine creative essence to flow in that feminine. Mm-hmm. These and so that's where I've had to really how can I use that with my business then? If I want to have sisterhood, I've got like incredible women in my life that I've been praying for my whole life. I've got men that are waking up and I'm gonna to continue to call in more conscious men, the better I get my systems with my own business too. Because every every layer and every aspect of my life coincides together. Mm-hmm. There's no separation. Mm-hmm. So if you are a business person, start looking at those systems as well. Do you give yourself enough time to self-care? Do you give yourself enough time with boundaries? Do you have your systems and operations set up? Those are aspects that can help you strengthen all the other areas because they all flow and bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we need to remember. Like entrepreneurship is only going to continue to rise because people want to answer the call. And we've got so many resources out there now with the internet, with all these mentors and books and coaches and conferences. And, you know, there's more support to take that leap. And of course, like starting a business is not fucking easy. There's challenges. But if you really want it, you're going to persevere and go through it. Mm -hmm. And along the way, give yourself the time and the opportunity to reflect back on why you started. Is it for the money? Is it for the greed? Is it for a pure intention? Or is it to make a difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all important questions for sure. You can ask them to eat yourself even in relationship. You know, I think just asking yourself what your intention is and all the things that you do is uh, it'll change your life. And if it's not pure, go dive in deeper as to what started that patterning. Mm-hmm. Where is that fear? Where is that scarcity? Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, inner child, zero to seven. Like it all goes back to those prime ages. Mm. And I know for me, I've done so much of the deep inner work so that my kid doesn't have to go through the bullshit I've had to go through, that my mom had to go through, that my dad had to go through, that my grandparents had to go through. I'm as a dark night of the soul generation, as they call us. I'm choosing Is that what that, they call us mm-hmm. these days. I'm choosing to <laughs> I'm choosing to end it with me. And it's been a lot of work. Mm. But I know what's on the other side of that is beyond my wildest dreams. And we have to remember that Mm -hmm. it takes work, but it's going to be worth it. And especially on the awakening path, on the spiritual path, normalcy, who defines normalcy? I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want to be asleep. One of my girlfriends from college, like my first friend from when I transferred and, and from Chapman, she came through and she's starting deep on her spiritual awakening. And it was, I was just like, so blissed out. So happy to hear that she's waking up and realizing like, God, like life was awesome when I was asleep. But now like I'm waking up and it's like, there's a morning that mm. I have to go through. Yeah, that happens. But the people that you're going to attract once you get through that other side are going to exceed expectations. I mm-hmm. mean, that's how Nixie came in mm-hmm. my life. Truly. Mm-hmm. It's because I did the work. 
And then Mm -hmm. doing that work for so long and isolating myself, which there are moments when we need that isolation, but I, my, I isolated myself too much Mm -hmm. and hermited because again, it was that trust factor. As soon as I started opening myself up, I met her on the dance floor, but we were messaging each other on Instagram back and forth. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity came up. I meet a lot of good people on the dance floor. Me too. I met my man on the dance floor too. Cause it's like the place I'm in my most, I'm just flowing. Authentic. It's my, it's like me in my happy place and yeah. like music. It is that blood that really unites us and being a music journalist and then coming into this, like I cannot, I will forever be devoted to my festival community and it may evolve over time, but the people I've met through there, like those are my best friends. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of people that aren't in the festival community that are my friends, but like the people who, who truly, truly see me and understand me, they're a festival family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a gathering place of people who may quote unquote be spiritual or not, but guess what? I still fucking love them because they're human. So if you're on that spiritual path and you think you can only hang out with spiritual people, you're in for a fucking rude awakening because then you're not understanding what it means to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I always say Jesus loved the leper. Well, you know, Jesus really didn't have, he didn't walk with hierarchy. He walked amongst the people. The people. That's why I love Bernie Sanders, man. Yeah. I remember when I was, uh, for those of you guys that haven't followed my work, um, I, I own a green cleaning company and now practice feng shui. But when I initially got started in the cleaning work, it was really hard for me because I was so afraid of judgment and what everyone's going to think. And I was just starting my podcast around the same time. So I was having this really weird disassociation with um, my image. Mm. And so I was fully, fully accepted by everyone around me. But online, I was freaked out. Okay, what if people find out what I'm really doing behind the scenes to make money to fuel this passion? You know, it was very rooted in deep healing that I had to go through. So it was like an initiation for me. But when I, uh, told my man finally, cause I would always say I'd have clients, but I was afraid to tell him what I did to make, to make money. And, uh, you know, he always, just, he always felt like he was just too, like I wasn't enough. There was a lot of that too. And he said to me, well, you're a healer. Jesus was a healer and he walked around amongst the people. So what Mm -hmm. makes you think that you're supposed to be over there Mm -hmm. in this hierarchy? Like, Oh, the false light. Oh yeah. There that is. (laughs) And that really opened. I mean, that was like all I needed to hear to be in full. Okay. This is what I'm doing. And you know, now it's turned into a a much larger company and I have a team, but had I maybe not have broken through that, maybe there wasn't that success on the other side. And, um, I, you know, it's a slippery slope, but I think that's where, when we really do that work while the bread comes, like understand that, like you said, you know, we've got to, we've got to really show up mm-hmm. and, um, just like bringing it back to sisterhood. Cause I feel like we've kind of, uh, really rooted that into this conversation is had I have not really felt supported in that, I mean, it's just a different, different journey different road, 
So, yeah, I feel I feel like this is going to be a big year um, for those of you guys out there listening that love podcasts. I think it's uh, going to be a big year for all of us to really buckle down and and put in put, put in the action and and stay the course mm-hmm. because we've got a lot of Capricorn um, leading the pack here and you know, I'm kind of off on a different tangent, but I think that that's what, like, if we're really wanting to see the change with everything that we discussed here, you got to do the work. It's not going to just take changing your straws anymore. It's not going to just take like, um, you know, wanting, the, wanting your recycle the sister, bag, right. Or, yeah. or just wanting a sisterhood and you're not really embodying what you really want. You know, you've really got to be walking your truth and, and being an example for that. And I think that that's not always easy because, it's easier to stay comfortable in the places that are our comfort zones. And, uh, you know, my invitation for you is to really get uncomfortable this year and find the areas in which you're holding back and resisting and, and fearing and to go there and find, find the one person that's going to help you navigate through all those fears and someone you can confide in, trust in, and, and just go trust for yourself. it. Go for it. You have to trust yourself too and trust your path and mm-hmm. trust the intuition and the guidance and the the nudges to, mm-hmm. to take that leap. Right. So with that, what does sovereignty mean to you? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this question. Uh, sovereignty to me, you know, the first word that comes up is like freedom, mm-hmm. freedom to express myself, freedom to be who I am, to speak my voice, my truth. Mm-hmm. And to really reign in this place where I'm, you know, in my throne and using my discernment and using my power in a very beautiful and intentional way. And I think that sovereignty is really like the true power that we all have Mm -hmm. deep inside us, whether it's like tapped away and locked up Mm -hmm. or uh, whether it's fully out and ready to be expressed and immersed, but... I think it's this, this this hidden power. Like I see, like this they have this vision of a, of a of a key, and we need to unlock that sovereignty and figure out okay what's on the other side of this door. Because in my experience, tapping into that is is this power that, like you said, you know we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's really nothing to fear when you're there because when you're in your truth, you're protected. Right. Right. And you'll start to see how motherfucking protected you are. Oh, hell yeah. When you are like, damn, I am supported. Damn, I'm protected. So that fear, that lack of trust that doesn't come from that sovereign space is an invitation to to dive in. Mm, I love that. Mm. What would you say is the book that's like activated you and inspired you to be the you you are today? Oh, God, there's so many. There's so many. Um Wow. I, I was really big in Laurie Cabot's books for a while. Uh, the Witch and Every Woman. Those books changed my life because it found, it allowed me to find the, the person that I am, this, this, this path that I was seeking. So I would, I would say any books by Laurie Cabot. Mm. What animal totem has been guiding you lately? <laughs> Lately, let's see, animals. I am oh, so connected to so many different animals, but lately it's been the deer because the, the deers are starting to come out in my backyard. Um, but the deer for me is really a symbol of just being compassionate and graceful and uh, 
to be chill because deers don't really have a sense of like urgency. They're just sort of grazing the grass, you know, moving around with, with just a light sense of ease. Mm -hmm. So lately that's been permeating my, my beingness. What would you say to younger Nixie or younger Nicole? Ooh, she brings out my real name. <laughs> well, my real name's Nixie now, but it was it was Nicole. It's hard for me to even say that sometimes. Uh, God, I would tell her to uh, always remember that she's she's loved, protected, and supported, and to always be her funky, weird self, no matter what anybody says. Mm, and where can we find? This woman has so much going on. She's my muse. <laughs> well, it's very challenging because she's Sag and I'm Gemini. So we always have like so many fucking projects going on. Yeah. A little too many. Yeah. But where can we find you? Uh, right now you can find me on Nixie Marie uh, underscore on Instagram. If you want to follow my more personal journey, um, I, you can kind of figure out all my other projects from there. But uh, my podcast, I Am Goddess Collective, we're everywhere you listen to podcasts. And my website right now is under construction so I can rebirth some new things in the world. But you can go to IamGoddessCollective.com if you want to learn about the podcast. Uh, we really talk about conversations rooted in um, empowering yourself through through magic and mo modern day magic and um sisterhood and empowerment. And I have an online membership site. And with my cleaning business, if you're interested in uh, learning about some of the work that we do, Nixie Dust Cleaning, and I'm releasing a product line this year. So I'm sure uh, very I'm sure Sabrina is going to be my rep, but I'm very excited <laughs> for that. So it's called Clarity. And uh, you can actually follow us there on Instagram. We do have our Instagram set up. C-L-A-R-Y-T-I, Clarity. It's a household cleaning product line. I love that. Mm -hmm. And what last little nugget of wisdom is coming up that you want to share with whoever's listening? You know what? Like, I think this, this whole new philosophy has been really coming up for me since I was in Thailand. And uh, it's really rooted in just being your fucking self and not being afraid to just be who you are. And uh, no matter how weird, funky, witchy, creative, like whacked out mind, whatever crazy, you know, whatever conversation you have with this, this self inside of you that tells you to not be who you are. Mm. Fuck that voice. Yeah. Well, thank you for finishing this conversation with me at 420. Perfect. Where's the joint? <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for being you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on. I've been patient. Damn Glad it. we did it. I know. I was almost going to pull out. I, think, I know. And then I was like, shit, you know what? We've actually tried to do this a few times. That's what got me back. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Saturday, so she's got me recording on my non-recording my non week, weekend days. So that was my That's what happens when you're in your house. We were going to try to do it after Stevie last night, but that was... We, I don't we even both know. Fell I already knew she was crazy. It was like, I'm going to have like a drink in me or something. Like, there's just no <laughs> way. I'll be ripping it. I was on a good one. She was. That would have been a good conversation. I know. Good but thing we did Literally, didn't. as soon as we got to my house, both of us passed out. Passed out. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie got me good. We had to walk like 20 miles. Oh to my see God. Her. We got our 10,000 steps in. Got, and I was in my like heel. Yeah, it. I was in my heel, Doc Martens. And then she was in her heels. And by there was one point we took off our shoes. Yeah. Walking to the car. I was barefoot. It was great after seeing the queen. But thank you all for tuning in. And uh, just remember the more you allow yourself to be you, the more you'll magnetize the people that allow you to 
share your truth and your message and your medicine to the next level. And that's what this woman has helped me mm. really embody and really exuberate out into the world. So thank you again. I love you. Uh-huh. I love you. And I love all of you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this amazing conversation. Yes, we love you. Thank you guys. Check it out and we'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.